Previously on the Simply Human Podcast. Guys, way east too to these like four college girls, and they looked at me like I just asked them some sort of NASA equation. Like, like hmm. is Venus and Jupiter on? The, uh, is it the equinox tonight? Like, Do you know how to cure cancer? Yeah, it's episode eighty-nine of the Simply Human Podcast with your hosts Mark and Rick, two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it is the return of Jonathan Baylor. We have a great conversation about supplements and whole foods. Then it's another moderately funny edition of the Humans Being Human segment, and we'll wrap up with our Simply Human Tip of the Week. How are you, Rick? I'm better than you. What is the matter with I you? Think, I think the last time we had Jonathan on was like episode 20, so it was a long time yeah, it's ago. it's been a long time. We need to, And when you said, actually, when you sent me the email a few weeks ago, we're going to do one with John, I was like, oh, man, that's good, because we haven't talked to him forever. And, you know, he's always, always up to new stuff. Uh, the last time we had him on, we were promoting his book, The Calorie Myth, and his uh, website, www.sanesolution.com. Uh, well. Stick around and listen to the interview. If you're one of those people, which I doubt, that just listens to Crosstalk and then fasts forward to the end, uh, first of all, you're crazy. You're missing out on good stuff. But uh, really exciting news from uh, Jonathan Baylor about uh, uh, some products. About a, some products that he's put together that we, uh, you can tell by listening to our voices. It's the first I've ever heard of it. Uh, and it is really, really kind of a game changer. So listen to the interview. Uh, and uh, that's good stuff. Yeah. So the last time he was on, I had like a cold, like this. Are right? you serious? Yeah. Like, and I haven't had one. It was like, and it's, I mean, it's, it's August. Who gets a cold in August? You're but, allergic to John Baylor. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, what happened. So I was involved in a an event at a at the church where I go, and it was like it was this big, huge event. The last ten days before this event, I was up very late, getting up early. For, for this practice thing, and we pause. Were, Explain uh, you say event that is too generic. Oh, it's a. It was like it's this. Vague. Uh, I'm a. I'm a businessman. It's I, so generic. Well, I, it was like a musical thing, a production we put on at our church for. Okay, for, like for vacation Bible school. Yes. Everyone knows what VB vacation Bible Most school. Is. Okay. okay, so you're you're playing the part of King Nebuchadnezzar. Right, or as my daughter calls, King Nevers could never. No, that's not <laughs> that's how funny. you say. It. Did you? Yeah. Were you like, oh, honey, that's not how you yeah, say that you at all? So, Why don't you get out of my face? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the story of uh, Daniel in the Lions Den. Yes. I assume we're doing because another uh, another human, uh, Chris Brannon. Uh, he was in the show. Listener show. He was in the show. He was in the as show. Well, yeah. And I wanted to ask you this. He made a big deal out of it on Facebook. And at, now that you say this, I recall seeing a picture of you the other day. He was like, I had to shave my beard off for yeah. this because he's beard old Beardy McGee, just yeah. like you. The guys back in uh, King Nebuchadnezzar's time. All they had, had beards. beards. Why did they make you shave well, your okay. beard? I, I didn't have King Nebuchadnezzar had a very full, luscious beard. Okay. Or hypothesizing. Right. Night, or your your version of Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah, okay. Right. Night, night three, the third and final night, I was not King Nebuchadnezzar. He is no longer in the picture in night three. So I was like a, a warrior, like a Persian warrior. So you're changing your identity. Well, okay. So you're not doing the same show yeah. over and over again. Right, it's right, right. Progressing it's, right. Tonight. And okay. so and I shaved uh uh, like this crazy facial hair into my face like it was like crazy and i had my hair up like in a ponytail up in the top i, I looked crazy you look like Starburns from yeah. uh tv show community yeah <laughs> but then like that i couldn't go you know the next day my face i had to just shave it off it's the first time a razor has touched my face in almost two years and so then we went to new york to visit my brother thinking oh new york would be nice time well we were up to like 1 2 a.m every night and had to wake up when my niece woke up at 7 30 so like two straight weeks i'm not getting good sleep and on the last night of new york i kind of started feeling the the my throat started to sort of hurt a little bit hmm. and i was like well this is what i get this is what happens when you don't sleep like a human you get sick you're a walking commercial for your own brand that exactly. you don't follow. Right. You, you've not been following. I want to know why Chris was required. What part did he play? He was the, uh, uh, what? Like I don't know if anyone's familiar with the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The three guys that had to go on the, uh, the fire in the oven with him, or he, the, the lion's den. He was either whatever. Shadrach. No, no, they were getting they were getting put in the oven and like right. burned alive, right? Right. He okay. was either yeah, Shadrach. I'm my Bible stories here. Yeah, he was either Shadrach or Abednego, and I don't know why. I think I guess because they were younger, they were supposed to be like 15, 16. Historically, that's what scholars think. How old these guys oh, were? Well, early scholars maintain that yeah. uh, Shadrach did not have a beard. So. <laughs> well, Chris, if you're listening, which I know you are because you're a fan of the show, uh, I feel bad for you that you had yeah. to shave your. It's beard already back. I feel like you got screwed. Well, uh, I feel like you could have like easily been like, "Hey, listen. First of all, this isn't Broadway. All yeah. right. Second of all." 
everyone had a beard back then, so no one cared. Well, and here's the other thing. The, the guy that played Daniel was allowed to wear his eyeglasses the whole time. No, what? That's not historically accurate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, let me guess, also, there's a bunch of white people doing this, so uh, that's also not really historically accurate either. <laughs> right, right. There's, there's, oh, no, Daniel was from, from Nebraska. Yeah. Well, no. the well, we won't get into this, but like the Americanized Jesus portrayals is like the Jesus from yeah, like you said, like Illinois. Like Jesus looks ridiculous. like New Rangers pitcher Cole Hamels, just dark hair and a beard. Yeah, <laughs> white guy wearing like a necktie. Yeah, yeah. hey everyone, <laughs> Jesus here. Uh, okay, enough Jesus talk. People are probably worn <laughs> out from it. <laughs> oh, so I uh, mowed my lawn this morning. Oh well, good for and, you. And uh, I want to know if you have the same problems that I do. Okay, uh, I. Use the uh, I have an electric trimmer, like a weed weed eater. That's the first problem. Instead of a gas, well, I, I agree, but uh, it, we got it for like twenty dollars, and it's lasted quite some time. So it's like, oh, you know, and it's a huge pain with the gigantic, you know, orange extension cord or whatever. But uh, is feeding the 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 trimmer line through uh, a weed eater just the most ridiculous thing for all human beings? that use one of those tools it is as frustrating for you as it is for me okay okay so winding the the, the replacement you line. take you take out the spool and right. you wind the replacement thing around that you gotta fit it through the hole and put and then you're always trying like is that okay is listen this particular I have a, model of trimmer that no, i'm fighting with i have a rant on this okay Rick, rant rant away we have driven cars on the moon we can come up with a better system than the stupid Spool winding. God, I'm glad this is not just me. I've, I mean, I'm not old, but I've owned, uh, I think, three different uh, weed eaters. One of them, I immediately replaced uh, the he- the 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 head with like something like one of those as seen on TV things with it's where it's real easy to spool the line through. And then the other one was like just a traditional. You're supposed to be able to, while it's running, bump the head on something solid. And like the line comes extends yeah, out. Yeah, but if it's if this it's one, if it's is, if it's you like knotted, thing out and turn it and rotate it, and this, it's always coming unwound from it. Yeah, like I feel like we as a society need to sink a lot of resources into fixing no, that. No, right? not as a society, as a species, as humans, we <laughs> need to come up with a better. So here's what I have done. I got because I my dad. You know, we talked about the baker before. So there there were several summers in my childhood that my dad would get off work. He'd go into work at like four a.m. He'd get off work at noon. He would come home. I would have all the stuff out. We would load his truck up, and we'd go mow yards all afternoon. So I have some – Because ex- you did the Humans Being Human story where you took a crap in a lady's yard. Shirley Terry's was her name. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so – sorry, Shirley, this. if you're listening. Dad, so, I got to go to the bathroom. Just go in the yard. Okay. <laughs> oh, my. What is wrong with you? <laughs> I didn't know it was going to be diarrhea. Anyway. Okay. So um, – so I, I'm I'm rather versed in not like I do it every day, but I have a lot of experience. Rather, you know, more than just mowing my own yard all growing up. So a I'll few years, that to the Mark Rogers bragging, bragging montage. montage. So I have the uh, the weed eater that you don't like. Once the line goes out, it's gone. It once once per yard mowing, I have to unscrew the thing, and I just feed a little like already cut piece through the deal, and it's over. And it's the easiest thing. That's that like I've the one done. that I replaced my my first weed eater. That sounds like the kind of head that I replaced that with. Yeah, and it's and like the ga- gas is another problem. Like if you put regular gas in your mower and weed eater, it will destroy your equipment. Yeah, I think I just need to get like uh, pay the money and get like an electric yes. battery one. Oh right, I yeah. feel like. But anyways, well, and and I will say this: anytime my dad and I were driving around, the cool kids mowing yards, and we would see someone with an electric mower, weed eater, anything, we would just be like. Phew. Look at that over there, <laughs> dude! It is such—I'm not kidding you. It is such a huge pain in my rear end because the 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 nine thousand foot extension cord oh always gets tangled. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't follow you correctly. Comes and out the of only the wall. reason I'm doing it is because I got this—I had this trimmer that we got for like twenty bucks or something, very 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 cheap to replace the old one. But uh, today I was so pissed I couldn't get it to like loop around there right, and every time I'd start it up, like the it would come unspooled. And I got so mad that I uh, <laughs> pulled a Mark Rogers and was and took my trimmer and swung it like a baseball bat and smashed it against the side of the house and completely <laughs> destroyed it. And uh, I'm, I'd like to apologize to anyone in our neighborhood who's that. listening to this program and saw that and heard me uh, pretty much shouting at the top of my lungs uh, just the F, the F word, word. Uh, at 10 o'clock in the morning. Yep. Uh, sorry have, about that. I Hopefully have, your kids weren't listening. I have thrown probably 
I'd say in between five and eight weed eaters. Not surprising at all. From above my head, like down onto the ground or over a fence or into like a, a lake or something. But I, so ever since I started with this spool and have the true fuel gas, it's not like the regular, it's like the synthetic gas. My, my stuff starts up every time. I, I have not. Yeah, commercial. You got to text me what kind you have. I, I have stuff. not thrown a fit. Uh, in the yard, and plus, I think meditation has helped with that too. My wife, is, <laughs> my wife has actually noticed that. Just here recently, I, I flooded the weed eater, and I couldn't get it to start. And oh, my, usually that's a Mark Rogers yeah. heart attack. So right my there. mother, my mother in law was in town too, and after the fact, I, I, I heard about this conversation they had. My mother in law was like, "What? Why is he being so calm?" And it's just the yeah. rage is building inside <laughs> of you. It's like the eye of a hurricane. Yeah, but I just, I stayed calm and I just, you know, she's coming like, well, the, the gosh darn weed in her yeah. start. Oh, well. Can doodly do. And laws yeah. are like, what's happening? It's just a new form of this? flipping out. Yeah. So, all right. Well, there hey. you go. So I pulled a Mark Rogers and uh, destroyed my electric weed eater. Good for you. Against the side of the house today. So now I'm weed eater shot. I, and I have two. The kind of weed eaters that weed eater edger that I have. It's a weed eater that that's has. That's what a, I want. I want a weed eater and an edger combo. So and I right. So I do. Man, that. this is a great yeah. suburb dad talk. Yeah. So I let's but, talk about what kind of charcoal briquettes that <laughs> but, uh, you've been having good luck with. Hold on. <laughs> the, <laughs> you're, you're, you're literally killing me. Okay. Good, finally. One, 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 <laughs> one more little weed eater tidbit. So I had the thing where you you know you weed eat and then you put the edger attachment on. Well, I got now I got so fed up with having to, to take off the the attachment that I just went and bought a whole nother deal. And now I have a weed eater and an edger, which is which is nice. Okay, so two separate. Yeah, two separate, and they're the exact same piece of equipment. I just have one has the weed eater head, one has the edger head on it. You're an idiot. Yeah. I need to uh, come by and steal your combo one then from you. No, no. Okay, whatever. We can. You can't do that. You can't do that, Rick. Okay, let's get to our interview with Jonathan Jonathan Baylor. Um, But before we do, find us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com. We have links for The Primal Professional, the dress shoe with a zero drop and a false heel, the only thing that I know of out there. We also have coupon codes for the nutrients and skinny fat. And speaking of the Caltons, that's caltonnutrition.com. Mira and Jason are going to be on the show in a couple weeks. Um, we've got some really cool stuff that they are doing. We want to make sure that uh, that everybody knows about the opportunity that they are putting out there for people to achieve optimal health. Um, all right, for sure. Yeah. So uh, and they're good people. My guys, yes, the product. They're great, great people. You can buy it through our website. Use the coupon code. You'll find the show notes, and uh, we get a little date for that. There you go. Um, Facebook page, like us, subscribe to us on YouTube, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at SimplyHuman52. I think I just whistled when I said that. Did you hear that? Yes, I did, and I was going to let it go, but you didn't. So. Okay, sorry. That's okay. So, find us. This is terrible. I'm just, my, this, this is terrible. This sinus, like, uh, sinus stuff that's in there, it's like, it's like affecting my brain or something. Uh, it really is. Yeah. Uh, as you'll we're hear, not making some sense. As you'll hear, we've been talking today. Yeah, and some of my uh, the jokes that I try to make on the Jonathan Baylor interview are just followed by crickets because I don't think they were. Yeah, funny. one of them really was, and I was like, Mark losing his mind here. I think I even say something like, Rick, you could you could laugh at that. So anyway, email the show simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com or email Rick simplyhumanrick at gmail.com. So without further ado, here's Jonathan Baylor. We talk about sanesolution.com, nutritional supplements, the history of supplements. Meal replacement versus meal enhancement, eating your own dog food, poisoning yourself with kale and frozen vegetables. Here's John. All right, we are super excited once again. Jonathan Baylor is—he's uh, super famous. He's New York Times bestseller. He's been on, you know, a lot of popular shows like you know, oh I don't know, Fox News and other popular things, network television, anything that you have seen, he's been on probably. He's in the movies now, is that right? Weren't you in uh, Terminator Genesis? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There's yeah. a small cameo appearance. <laughs> also, he played the role of LeBron in Trainwreck. So well done on that. I didn't even know it was you. Until I saw the credits. I was like, oh, Jonathan, I had no idea. Um, but yeah, Jonathan Baylor of, uh, of Much Fame, Calorie Myth uh, book and other things. And I uh, actually was re-listening to our interview we had uh, several weeks ago and reached out to Jonathan. It was like, you know, we need to have you back on. So um, first of all, thanks for being on the show. Second, what have you been doing the last year? 
Well, thank you, Mark and Rick. It's a pleasure to be back. You guys are always a, a joy to be chatting with, and you've been a very, very busy year. After we finished filming the Terminator Genesis movie, yeah, as you mentioned, just kidding. <laughs> the uh, no man, just been really trying to getting a lot of amazing feedback from folks on the sane lifestyle and trying to figure out ways to make it easier for people to live sanely in an insane world. Cool. Now, uh, your your website is is awesome. Uh, SaneSolution dot com, or is it TheSaneSolution dot com? It's just 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 Sane Solution, not like the Ohio right. State University, right. rather <laughs> SaneSolution dot com. Yes, and it's S A N E SaneSolution dot com. You know, going to your website, it's really it looks like you know, like you said, you've been busy. Uh, there's a ton of information there. There's a lot of products. Like, tell us about your site and uh, some of the cool things that you have got going on over there. The coolest thing we have going on recently is the introduction of the Sane store. So we've been, I've always had a love-hate relationship with nutritional supplements. I mean, I get I get the idea and I totally, I take nutritional supplements. I, I absolutely do. But there's there's good ways to do things and there's bad ways to do things. And there's always this tension between, you know, we're all talking about how wonderful whole food is. And then at the same time, supplements and you're like wait a minute those are not <laughs> how do you how do you bring those two things to to terms so what we said is what if we could take the best of the supplement world which is often just convenience and also giving you access to stuff that you can't buy at your grocery store like you can't really get CoQ10 is not super easy to get through food it's just not really that easy uh, but also then the best of Whole Foods, which is these these synergistic relationships between the thousands of active compounds you find in food that we will, I argue, never understand. And the more we think we understand them, the more we understand that we don't understand them. So how can we bring those two worlds together? And what we did is just that. We basically said, what if we took the most powerful superfoods in the world and took the water and sugar out so we maintain their whole food status but make them extremely convenient because now they're in powdered form and provide them to people in a really easy and affordable fashion so that folks can you know, dial up their vegetable intake and dial up their nutrient-dense protein intake and dial up their whole food fat intake conveniently and affordably and with foods, frankly, that you can't get at your grocery store even if you wanted to, like sea vegetables, seaweed, for example, not super easy to find at your grocery store. Right. Well, okay, before we, we dive into this topic, I want you to sort of give us your... Um, your your supplement history, you know. I know for me, I, there's a picture of me when I was a, like a senior in high school, taking a uh, a picture. Uh, and Rick would not be surprised that I was I was posing in front of yep. the in front of the fireplace with my shirt off, of course. Um, and I had I can't even tell you how many hundreds, probably thousands of dollars of creatine and protein and all this weird stuff that I, the empty bottles and, and containers that I had like stacked up behind me. And so, like, do you have, like, what is your history? Like, how did you first start getting into using supplements? And what were those supplements that you used? I started using supplements over 15 years ago. So that was my, if people know my history, I was, I wanted to be big and huge. I was a naturally skinny person and I wanted to not be that way. So I would spend hundreds and hundreds, and this was back when I went to the very first Arnold Fitness Expo in Columbus, Ohio. And uh, they would, I'm not exaggerating, back in those days, there would be containers of pills, loose pills, <laughs> that had no label on them, that you could just be like, grab a handful, it was like trick oh or treat. It looked like that scene where they go to the, uh, on, in the, the new movie, the new Dragnet, like from the 80s, yeah. where they go, and they're all getting like fistfuls of pills when they go to like uh, worship the goat, the, uh, the, the goat legging uh, festival. <laughs> Yeah. Oh so and it, and that was back when ephedra, the ECA stack, ephedra, caffeine, and aspirin was really really popular and legal. Uh, it's now illegal. There was uh, yeah. So back in those those days, and I was spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars on supplements. I actually convinced my parents because I was in high school, didn't have a huge amount of money to pay half of my monthly supplement bill. Oh. And. Yeah, so uh, everything. I tried the stuff that Mark McGuire took that he got in trouble Andro, for. So. Androstein Dion. Exactly. If yeah, it was I tried legal, that. Yep, I tried that too. I tried everything. Yep. Everything that was legal. I never went uh, the illegal route, but if it was legal, I've I've tried it. I put some weird stuff like under my tongue for 30 seconds before a workout. Like I've uh, Your brother convinced me. Your brother Brad convinced me to do that too. <laughs> so, like uh, I don't remember what the supplement name was. Yeah, He's like, oh, no, this is great. Like okay, well, if Brad says it's great, then it must be great. Yeah. It's amazing the crap that we put in our bodies with putting little to no thought. It's just hey, this guy says it works. 
like not uh, there's no critical thinking beyond that like is this a good idea or a bad idea yeah. you know and that's the way it was 15 20 years ago i was never you know super football man like mark but you know i you know did i took creatine i took all kinds of supplements uh and you know, no room worked because I didn't work that hard. But you know, it, you're, we're all looking for at that point. Like you know, for me, I was looking for a quick fix, an easy fix. But it's just amazing how all the things we just shoveled in. Like, oh, the sell it gene sleep. Okay, must be great. And just by the fistful. Yeah. Well, and I will say this: you mentioned everything that was legal. I did. I did do a, a very small part of my life in the illegal supplement category. And I will say, like, that was the strongest that I ever got. But it's like the reason that I stopped doing it, it's like, as Rick knows, uh, I am all or nothing. And so I, I had this like little conversation with myself. I was like, okay, if I keep doing this, steroids, like just testosterone, like when will it stop? When will I reach that point where I'm like, okay, this is how big I want to be. And then you, you're not, and not be on YouTube as the guy that like has the biggest arms and his biceps exploded. I don't know if you've ever yeah. seen any of those. But, but anyway, so, so uh, is there anything that you take today, Jonathan, that you took back then? Yes. So I think supplements, when they are treated as supplements, like for example, creatine. So creatine is a n totally natural substance found in decent quantities in red meat. But to get the effect that creatine has, you would have to eat an unhealthy right. amount of red meat, right? So like taking creatine to improve athletic performance as a supplement makes sense simply because there is no alternative and there's been a, a ridiculous Creatine's been studied for decades. It's probably, besides whey protein, probably the single most studied supplement out there. So I do still take creatine because I do weight training. I take like a CoQ10 supplement. I take glucosamine and chondroitin. So you can sort of see like in the supplement yeah. arenas, these are things which it's not like I'm using them in place. Like put it this way. The, the least favorite supplement I would have uh, that is mainstream would be anything that's called a meal replacement. Yeah. Like that makes me cringe right. because yeah. it's like take this powder instead of whole foods. Yeah. That is the antithesis of the way I think supplements should be used. Yeah, and I also like the uh, – I was talking about anti-fragile on the show, but – it's like the things that have been around the longest will probably be around the, the longest in the future. So like creatine's been around forever. I think I was reading like back in the early 1900s, the first like official like bodybuilder ever took like uh, beef like extract or something weird. Like it was just like a beef stew or something, you know, like uh, so that's been around for a long time. So, you know, that's going to be around. So like like chondroitin and those kind of things like that have been around. I'm glad to hear you say creatine. That's kind of the one ones that if people ask me, I'm, I'm sort of like, yeah, the, the, the science behind and the data supporting creatine is, is pretty good. I mean, there's not a whole lot of, like, and the stuff that's just like pops up, like Androstein Dion and like all these weird ones that they're just, oh, we just invented this one. That <laughs> one's probably less likely to be around in 100 years uh, than the stuff that's, that's always been around. But um, I actually looked up uh, the first energy bar. Anyone want to take a guess, Rick? Anyone? Take a guess. Hmm. Uh, you got me. Yeah. <laughs> See, here we go. Here comes the coffee fit. <coughs> was it that funny? You yeah. told us before. Don't make me laugh. Well, I'm well, trying to really dial it down today. It was just a very, very uh, low laugh got me going. <laughs> okay, so it, you will not be uh, surprised to know that it was Pillsbury that that manufactured the first energy and bar. someone took Poppin' Fresh and just ate the, the uneaten <laughs> tube as an energy bar? <laughs> it, was, uh, it was called Space Food Sticks. And it was because NASA used, like, dehydrated food back in 1962. And so in the late 1960s, Pillsbury comes up with space food sticks, which was, like, the first official energy bar. Or, or, or you know, another way to say that is convenience food or meal replacement. So let's talk about meal, meal replacements. I guess SlimFast sort of made those popular, right? Yeah, and when we say meal replacement, I think there's, there's two, at least two buckets. So, for example, soldiers eat MREs, meal ready to eat. Uh, they eat those because they can't eat anything right. else, yeah, right? right? So yeah. astronauts eat what they're eating because they can't eat anything else. If you go on an airplane and you take dehydrated beef with you, a.k.a. all-natural beef jerky, you're not doing that because you wouldn't rather have some nice grass-fed steak. It's just that the plane doesn't make it easy to eat grass-fed steak on the plane, right? So I, a lot of what we sell at the same store, for example, one could interpret if they didn't look at any of, if they didn't read anything on the site, like if they don't go to sanesolution.com or they don't check it out, they could say, oh, well, 
you have all these vegetable powders, so are those vegetable replacements? No, not at all. They are vegetable supplements, and they're things, for example, that you could use that you could, you don't have another option or when another option isn't available, but it's always in addition to or in place of garbage because you're on the road rather than in place of just you know drinking a slim fast sta- shake for lunch when you could eat a whole food meal for lunch is a catastrophically bad idea. Yeah, the, the soldier that with it would try to evacuate who has to stay behind and like gather up all the ingredients for his you know upside down cake. He's probably not going to make it out of the building uh, if they're <laughs> under attack. So you can yeah you can laugh. And we that. have and the same thing with I mean a more I think common example for folks would be the the mother of three who is just dashing around in her house and very rarely has time to sit down and eat a meal. So what is she almost, you know, forced in quotations to do? Well, she's, she's just grab, she's grabbing, grab and go, grab and go, grab and go. And we can say till we're blue in the face, stop doing that. And maybe someday that will happen. Uh, Or we could also kind of go to where that person is and say, well, can we provide whole food grab and go options which could serve as a bridge until she's able to really enjoy the the whole foods in their natural state. Well, that's a great idea because I, we get a lot of emails and a lot of uh, you know questions through our Facebook about like uh, people that have you know what I call a normal life is someone who works nine to five in an office. They have a break room, whatever. But there's tons of people who like long haul truckers or somebody like they they ask you know what what am I supposed to eat? I have I can bring a cooler along with me uh, that doesn't keep food cool for very long. What, what are some options I can take? And I'm always like, oh, I don't – I mean olives, uh, cold, cold cuts maybe. I'm not sure because you can't do any cooking. Uh, so this is a great idea for people that don't have you know, your quote-unquote normal life, uh, people who are so busy and have odd schedules. I know my wife, for instance, uh, she doesn't get any time at work to have a snack. She just gets her meal period and that's it. So, you know, this could be something – you know, this is a really great idea that, uh, that you guys are, are, are doing here. Thanks, Rick. And I'm, I'm a little surprised that we're the, well, there's not, there are very few, there's no one who's doing it just like we're doing it. There's some people who's doing it kind of like we're doing it, but there is a huge, I mean, this came out of my own life. I didn't, I travel a lot and I mean, it's, you know, protein bars exist. We can talk about protein bars because the protein bars that exist are suboptimal, but just like vegetables on the go, especially in airports, you're, you're done. It's just yeah. it's a non-starter. It's a non-starter. And for a sane lifestyle where that's the single most important thing we recommend, 10 servings of non-starchy vegetables per day, that's a problem. So this is also my personal belief. Like I people need to eat their own dog food. That's what we say in software. You got to do so these are everything that I'm talking about are things that I do personally. I have often come out of a personal desire I've had and, and that I give to my family. And so like let's you know the the vegetables for example we have our our most popular food is called garden in my glass and it's a combination of over 20 of the most nutrient dense and hard to find fruits and vegetables on the planet so stuff you you can't buy at your grocery store even if you wanted to and we just powder it down take the sugar out there's nothing added to it nothing it, it's it's a it doesn't even say supplement facts on it it says nutrition facts and we can't charge tax cuz it's not a supplement yeah. it's food it's just convenient as hell so it's really cool so i have like a ziploc bag full of that every time i travel and like our our meal bar our meal bar is really cool because it takes the there's right there's kind of two camps in the protein bar space right now there's people that get the macros right but add a bunch of other nonsense to yeah. it and there's people that are all natural, like a kind bar, but there's oodles of sugar in it. So you say, why hasn't anyone created an all-natural bar that gets the macros right? So we did. So, so we've got chicory root fiber, whey protein isolate, organic almond butter, almonds, ground flaxseed, and then a amino acid and a greens blend with organic vanilla, sea salt, and stevia. 20 grams of protein, 20 grams of fiber, 4 grams of sugar. Wow. That's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, seriously, crazy. like uh, this idea is a game changer for people because – and I was going to say this at some point in our conversation. People ask us when they're starting this lifestyle, what kind of book should I read? Where can I get the information? Of course, we point them to, to, to Gary Taubes' books. But I always tell them you know, The Calorie Myth for, uh, by, by you, by Jonathan Baylor is a great book. And that's one of the sole principles is 10 uh, servings of non-starchy vegetables a day. That's hard to do, honestly. 
if you have anything going on that uh, that keeps you away from a kitchen or away from uh, convenience, well, this is a way to bridge that gap. Obviously, eating whole foods is the way to go if you can do it all the time. That's great. But not very many of us can. This is a really terrific way to to get to that uh, that 10 servings, to, to, to lower your set point, as you put it in your book, to, to make it easier to, to be at a healthy lifestyle, a healthy weight. And Rick here, I'll take it even one step further. I really appreciate those kind words. But you actually don't even have to choose between Garden in My Glass and Whole Foods because the difference between spinach with the water taken out of it and spinach with the water taken out of it, all the active compounds are still there. Like it's still a whole food, right? Like spirulina is a whole food. It just doesn't have any water in it. So you don't even have to make the choice now of saying, well, am I taking a whole food or am I taking a supplement? We, we actually call these meal enhancements. So they're hmm. not meal replacements, they're meal enhancements because like, if you do have time to drink a green smoothie that does have kale, the whole kale that you buy from the store does have spinach in it, Just you still add this to it to increase your vegetable intake. But if you don't have access to fresh kale, if we can give you kale that's powdered, it's still kale. It's just the water's taken out. So you're still not having to make that choice between synthetic and natural. It's natural, but convenient. Yeah, so what do you do? You just mix it with water in a glass and drink it? Is that how we do this or... The way we generally recommend for so there's that's only one of, of many options. They're they're thought of again as meal enhancements. So we don't the the thing we're doing differently is we, with the exception of our bars, so with our, our vegetable powders, there's no flavor elements involved. It's food. Food doesn't come in flavors. Uh, it you know, what's the flavor of spinach? Spinach. What's the flavor of chicken? Chicken. <laughs> flavor doesn't exist in, in nature, yeah. just food exists in nature. So uh, if if you are okay with the taste, we do add a little bit of stevia to the vegetable powder to give it a little bit of sweetness. You can just mix it with water, but what most people do is they add it to existing smoothies or when they're traveling, they treat it like an energy shot and they drink it with a little bit of water and just shoot it because it's not, it doesn't have a bunch of unnatural flavoring nonsense in it. So what, what if we mixed it with like a Diet Coke? Would that be okay? <laughs> it would explode like Mentos. <laughs> I know. No, I would not recommend that. I know Rick's favorite uh, vegetable. If we could get eggplant into a powder, I think Rick would. Ah, uh, oh, our obligatory uh, <laughs> genital joke uh, in every interview. Well done. <laughs> uh, I'm really, honestly, I'm super excited about this. I really, really am because that's my biggest challenge in my everyday life is to get enough servings of fruits and ve of, of vegetables really every day. Uh, because it's, it can be inconvenient to, you know, I take my lunch with me every day to work while I pack this enormous salad. Well, I have to eat basically like two of those a day to get all 10 uh, of my servings. And if I'm going to do one of those, so, uh, this is a way that I can really uncomplicate things, I guess. Yeah. And you're not, it also, not only does it help to simplify your life, but it also, it, it does make what we call nutritional therapy accessible because, the reason we recommend all these vegetables is, is not just for fun. Like there is a therapeutic property to nutrition when you dose it correctly. But you have to dose it correctly just like any other form of nutrition. So getting that, that dose of nutrition through even – people say I'm going to eat more, more vegetables. So they eat more iceberg lettuce. Right. That's not going to do it. But I, you, you know, if we can take thin cell wall chlorella – and see buckthorn juice and maca root powder, stuff that most people haven't even heard of, and yeah. now incorporated into your diet. So there's, I mean, think of just really quick as a thought experiment, like the difference between uh, iceberg lettuce and kale, right? They're both vegetables, but you could eat 20 servings of iceberg lettuce and still not get the nutrition you would get in one serving of kale, right? right. Sure. There are vegetables that are like that with like you can continue that spectrum, right? So it's great to eat kale, but once you've eaten three servings of kale, it's diminishing marginal returns. Right. So how do you get things like beetroot powder? Like it, it, you just cannot really get that full spectrum unless you start being a little bit more creative with how you're sourcing these these vegetables, which is exactly what we've done. Wow. And, and just like with anything else, uh, it's a quick story here. I, uh, I did a couple of juice fasts several years ago, and I wouldn't recommend that to anyone. But 
when I was doing one, I had ran into a buddy and he asked me, I told him about it, you know, so he was like, well, I'm going to do that without even like looking it up or finding out how to do it. He just went and bought like $300 worth of kale. And, and he just, all he did was juice kale and drink kale for like four days. All he had was kale. And he like, he almost died. Like, I was about to say, <laughs> and uh, I went to his funeral and I gave the eulogy and it was really terrific. It was really yeah, touching. like he started breaking out, like he had fever. It was like crazy. It was like, you can't have too much kale, just like you could have too much of anything. Well, I think that's a good point that Jonathan brings up is, you know, if you look at my, you know, I obviously don't have the, the optimal diet probably, and I don't think anybody does, but, you know, I, I eat a lot of vegetables, and I might have, uh, off the top of my head, I probably go through about five different vegetables that I eat a lot of, a lot of cauliflower, a lot of broccoli, uh, a lot of kale, a lot of spinach, uh, uh, a lot of chard. Cucumbers. Uh, those are probably my five biggest ones. Well, there's benefits to eating all these vegetables, like Johnson, I've never even heard of. Whatever, maca root I don't know what that is. I've never heard of that. But uh, because I'm not – you can't eat – it's hard to eat 50 different varieties of vegetables on a constant basis. This is a way to, to make sure that we're getting that wide profile, I guess, of, uh, Rick, of different nutrients. That's exactly right. And there's there's a couple other layers, which is why we're so excited about this, is vegetable preparation, right? If you take vegetables and microwave the heck out of them, that's very different than eating vegetables raw. I think you would agree, right? And vegetables yeah. that have sat on the shelf for a really long time that you then microwave are going to be even more different. So like raw, getting people to eat vegetables hard, getting people to eat the best kind of vegetables, like kale, for example, harder, getting people to eat a diversity of the best kind of vegetables, even harder, getting people to eat those raw. Okay. At this point, it ain't going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, like that's what you can do with the vegetable powders that we provide. They're raw. They're at the peak of freshness. They are they are unadulterated in any way, shape, or form. And you can incorporate twenty of them into your lifestyle daily. Yeah, and I don't think it's a it's a mistake or a coincidence that like anybody that's, that grows their own vegetables, like a tomato that you pick and you eat tastes just tastes better and it's not i mean it's you know like so i think there's like a reason there's something in that 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 is telling our brains like this is good get more of this like i just uh, ate a cantaloupe yesterday out of my garden and that's i mean it's, they're the best cantaloupe i've ever had because because uh, i grew them and i you know there's they haven't sitting on a shelf for for three weeks or you know being doused with uh pesticides or anything so um well jonathan what what are some things uh other than buying your this the the you know, garden in a glass and all that, which we'll we'll get to. I'm going to have you give the links and tell everybody how to do that. So, what are some things people can start doing, like when they go to the grocery store? Like, I read something on your blog here recently that that you you said you were, I think you were on a podcast and you told someone to look for like undutch cocoa. Like, cocoa's good. Just look for the undutch. Like, what are some of the things that people can look for like that when they're in the grocery store? Like, they will they can sort of get them on the on the right direction. Well, let's continue with the undutched cocoa because that's actually very, very important. So we, we do offer all sorts of amazing sane chocolate whole foods at the sane store. Uh, but you can also find some good options at your grocery store if you look carefully because so cocoa. So first of all, we've all heard chocolate's good for you. So what people actually mean is that cocoa is good for you. A Hershey's bar is not good for you. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've been doing it wrong this whole well, time. Well, Jonathan, you, you mentioned you mentioned uh, a few minutes ago about you know the amount of creatine that you would have to take. You'd have to eat a ton of meat. There was a study recently done uh, showing the effects of the flavonoids or whatever in the cocoa. Well, the amount of chocolate you'd have to eat to replicate the flavonoids they were giving these mice, you'd have to eat like forty five pounds of cocoa a day. So it's like I thought of that when you said that uh, earlier, which is like anyway. So it's just sort of like that's ridiculous. But anyway, cocoa. No, that's exactly right. So cocoa. So you cocoa is fabulous for you, but there's also so one, it's not chocolate, it's cocoa. But there's also another big distinction, and this is why people can just be like, nutrition is complicated, and they're right. It is phenomenally complicated. So so that's why just saying stick with whole foods is probably the soundest advice you can get, and that's why that's what we provide. But so with cocoa, the most popular cocoa you will find in your store. Is, is what's called dutched cocoa, and that is uh, cocoa that has been processed so that it tastes better in baked goods. They, they actually change, it's a chemical change that takes place, and the, the act of doing that does make it taste better in baked goods, but it also removes 
the vast majority of everything that makes cocoa good for you. So we're not huge fans of grains, but we do know that whole grains have more nutrients in them than refined grains. Well, Dutch cocoa is a little bit like refined, aka stripped of nutrition, cocoa. So if you're going to buy just over-the-counter cocoa, let's say, versus like Sane Store, mood-boosting cocoa, you would want to buy like a Hershey's all-natural undutched cocoa rather than a cook uh, Hershey's dutched cocoa. There you go. Cocoa. There you go. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> a nice and then, pun for Mark. And this, another big tip for the grocery stores, I think often people are afraid of frozen vegetables, but given the, the way that food is cultivated in our culture nowadays, that which is quote unquote fresh, what we would typically perceive as fresh has been flown, like was picked way before it should have been picked then flown across the uh, continent for two weeks and then sprayed with a bunch of nonsense and then put on your shelf. And that's going to be more expensive than if you were to just go to Costco and buy their organic frozen vegetable blend. But that frozen vegetable blend was probably harvested at the peak of ripeness, flash frozen, and has therefore may have a higher vegetable integrity then the quote-unquote fresh vegetable that was picked way before it should have and transported 3,000 miles and then sprayed with a bunch of wax so it looks good on the shelf. So it's a really awesome point. Like you think – you would think just common sense like, oh, yeah, I get fresh vegetables. I don't ever get canned or frozen. That's a really good point about frozen vegetables. And honestly, I prefer buying frozen vegetables because they stay fresher longer. Yeah. I'll buy a huge bag of salad mix, of organic salad mix, and I've got to eat it within three days or it – Spinach starts to go slimy and it gets all gross. But frozen vegetables, you can keep. Uh, they're convenient. You can keep in your freezer. You can keep uh, on hand and just use them at, uh, whenever you need to. And Jonathan, you mentioned earlier about eating foods raw, um, but I mean, obviously, you can't do that with with frozen vegetables. So, how do you cook vegetables, uh, specifically frozen vegetables, to maintain the nutritional integrity of the food? When I prepare frozen vegetables, so I am a huge fan of Costco's, it's called their Normandy blend. It's yellow carrots, orange carrots, broccoli, and cauliflower. It's super good. And you can actually, I, well, we don't have time for that. But the way I generally prepare it is I actually just take the frozen vegetables. I put them in a pot. I add water to the pot till the vegetables are completely covered. And then I just heat the water on a, on a lower heat so you don't really need to take it to a boil until the vegetables are warm. So I, I'm actually, I don't, I mean, technically, I guess I am cooking the vegetables, but another way to look at it is I'm just bringing the vegetables up to a certain temperature right. and then I eat them and you can add butter to them if you'd yeah. like. Sometimes I just like to eat them. I don't eat any refined sugar. So things like carrots are incredibly sweet right. to me, which is a cool side effect of going sane. Yeah. So I eat cauliflower and I'm just like, this is so good. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. Yeah, that, that is one of the things that if you'll just let your palate reset, like carrots are amazing. Uh, t strawberries, like fresh strawberries are like unbelievably sweet. But if you're eating, you know, uh, Hershey's bars all the time and you eat a strawberry, it's going to taste sort of bland. So, well, hey, Jonathan, real quick, we're, we're almost out of time. We have one minute. So in that last minute, give us you, like uh, I hate to use the term plug yourself. But I think that's no, what you I'm don't. You don't hate to use that at all. You've been waiting for thirty minutes to say that. So plug I yourself. Guaranteed. Yeah. Oh, pop over to sanesolution.com. Click on store in the upper right-hand corner, and see how easy it can be to eat ten servings of non-starchy vegetables per day, and to keep your protein intake high without adding a bunch of artificial sweeteners and nonsense into your into your diet. I'm assuming people can buy your book through your website as well. Yes, yep. absolutely. And we just actually released the audio book, which is sweet and only available on our website. So same place, ah. sanesolution.com. You can grab the audio book that also comes with a hundred page uh, printable bonus that contains over 60 recipes and a bunch of other fun stuff. Does, uh, does William Shatner read your audio book? No, I actually read it. Oh, so okay. Uh, oh, wow. Well. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so if you like what you hear here, uh, then you might like it. Awesome. Well, Jonathan, hang out for just a second. Uh, I'm going to end the interview, but really appreciate you being on and we'll talk to you soon. You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. Thank you, Jonathan Baylor. Uh, obviously, we have a link to saintsolution.com and our website, and hopefully we will uh, be able to uh, get you, our listeners, directly connected with his product in the near future. So stay tuned for that. Uh, it is now time for the Humans Being Human segment. Uh, I almost said something you can start doing today to become a more healthy human. 
But that's tip of the week. That is not the human speak human. You are really losing yeah. your mind right now. <laughs> All right. We uh, we had a listener, and I, I think, I don't know if we've read one of Bob's stories, or he's actually, I don't think he's been on, but uh, Bob has, has emailed us. He's a long, long-time listener, and uh, he uh, he emailed me with a pretty funny story that, uh, that I wanted to have on. So here, hopefully, is Bob. All right. All well, right. as promised, uh, time travel talk. When we recorded uh, the the ins and outs and all that of the show, we weren't we we had not recorded with Bob yet. So Bob is on, and uh, Bob, welcome to the Simply Human Podcast. Fake name. Hey, it's not a fake name. First of all, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have my last name, but um, pleasure be on, guys. You're you're the biggest knuckleheads I know, um, and my wife can you know vouch for that. Oh no. I hope you don't like play like little snippets for your wife. Like, look, listen how crazy these guys are. Like, out of context, well, you me know, just being like, she was trying to listen to it, but she just couldn't get past the first ten minutes of you guys screwing around <laughs> to, to listen to the good interview. So. Great, perfect. Yeah, I'm wondering how many people because there's some podcasts that I'll turn on and I'll just hit the little 15 second fast forward for like 12 minutes until you know, like, so that's probably what a lot of people do with ours. But hopefully, the the fact that we've got some. Uh, some sort of usable content in here somewhere that they'll they at least download the show and we get credit for it. So, oh, right. absolutely. I mean, I'm on it, so you can tell I'm a huge, huge fan. Awesome. <laughs> Very cool. Well, uh, okay. So I purposefully like didn't go back and remind myself of exactly what your story was. I just know I think it had something to do with like house pets. Is that right? You got it. Awesome. It about, okay. uh, my black lab mix. My okay. dog. All right. So how okay. Because, so how you know, old? The humans being human story without man's best friend. That's what I kind of figured. Exactly. So how old is this dog? When did this take place? Okay. So this was way back in 2007. Okay. And to give kind of the background on the dog, he's a black lab mix. He's still with us. He's 12 years old. He has the energy of a puppy when he's awesome. outside. When he's inside, he's a cuddly black lab mix. You like you want to go give him a big hug. So. I love this dog already. He's cute. I'll send you pictures, but yes, please. <laughs> his name is Shadow, so I'll refer to him as Shadow in the story. Um, but yeah, so I'll just jump right in so we don't bore our listeners to death uh, during the humans versus humans section. But anyways, <laughs> yeah. So back in 2007, we lived in the subdivision. This was kind of northern part of Mississippi, uh, close to Memphis. And we were out doing our morning run, and my wife and I would go you know, we were training for Chicago Marathon back then. We were huge runners, and we'd go out in the mornings with our two dogs. We had another one at the time. <clears throat> and basically, we would uh, just go nice, easy, nine, ten-minute pace, uh, run through the neighborhood when it was dark out and quiet. And we had our dogs on short leashes, you know, because you can't really run with those long, extendable leashes. Well, anyways, we're running around, and, you know, nothing's really going on. Dogs are pretty good running alongside of us. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Shadow just starts into the side of the road, like in the brush, just darts in there out of nowhere. So, so did you already, you already say, like, is, okay. it, is Shadow on a leash or not on a leash? Did you already say that? Oh, yeah. So both dogs are on leashes. Okay. Like, you know, we don't, they're not trained to run with us without leashes. Okay. So we have them on leashes and we're running with them. Um, so they're within 10 feet of us and we kind of were running on the road. So we're just off to the side. It's kind of like a undeveloped kind of brushy area where they haven't built houses yet. Because it was like a new neighborhood. So anyways... He just darts off into the brush, and so I'm just kind of like, what the heck's going on? It wasn't like we're in the middle of a huge forest. It was just, you know, undeveloped area. Right. Well, he comes out with this cat in his mouth. Oh my God. I don't know how he did it, but <laughs> just grabs the cat out of the brush, okay, in the middle of our run, like in mid-stride, nine, ten-minute pace. I mean, it wasn't like we were going, you know, we weren't walking, right? <laughs> and so he comes out with this cat, and this cat is, you know, flailing, fighting for its life, and he's just got, like, the death hold on this cat. <laughs> so, of course, I start screaming, and this is, like, you know, 6.37 a.m. in the morning, so no one's around, <laughs> luckily, on Darka. And um, I'm just screaming. I'm like, Shadow, drop, drop it, you know, drop it. And he's not dropping it. So this cat's clawing. He's starting to shake, and Sarah comes <laughs> over, my wife, and she, she's got the other dog, and we're just kind of like, all right, come on, he's got to drop the cat, right? Well, after about two or three minutes of struggle, you know, it was kind of one of those survival of the fittest. I mean, the cat was scratching, <laughs> but, but he just, he got the best of this cat, and um, he, he killed the cat. I mean, that's the, the story I always tell people. Hey, keep your cats away from this dog. He's super nice around people, but he likes cats a little too much, so... <laughs> Did you take the cat and like, course, gently, gently like place it on the uh, owner's doorstep with like a? <laughs> well, here's the thing, Rick, and 
that's the best part about the story is, you know, I felt like we just committed this crime. <laughs> so we're like, well, let's get out of here. So we just left the cat in the middle of the road. <laughs> <laughs> and, and well, I always say, you know, the cat didn't have a collar on it. You know, it was probably a wild, feral cat. Yes. Uh, it wasn't, um, you know, what is one of those deals where yeah, it wasn't, didn't come out of anyone's house. It was in the middle of, you know, a neighborhood, but it wasn't by anyone's house. So, yeah, it was definitely a wild cat. You know, it wasn't anyone's cat. I did that to make myself feel better. Yeah. Yes, wife. of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, we do but, uh, have a problem of wild roaming cats uh, in, the, in our cities. <laughs> well, it's like, uh, it's it, was, it was a complete outback. accident. It wasn't like, yeah, you it, it wasn't like we had it, uh, you know, planned or anything. Right. But, All right, um, dog, yeah, so we literally some cats today. <laughs> <laughs> we, we literally fled the scene, and the cat stayed there in the middle of the road. And sort of decayed over the next, you know, <laughs> month or two. <laughs> Every time we ran by it, we just remembered that awful uh, event. And uh, well, the dog is—it like, kind of got funny over time. But, yeah, uh, the, the dog's <laughs> like, "Hey, uh, I killed the cat. I was going to eat the cat, so I went and killed the cat, and then you you just let it spoil on the road." Thanks, owner. Very wasteful, dog dad. Yeah. Very <laughs> You know, I'll say this. It's it's not the first, uh, you know, I guess, small animal that he's killed. Um, you know, he's He's got other things in our backyard, like baby possums. And yes. Yeah, he kind of has that expectation, like, you know, hey, here you go, guys. And he's a little bit surprised and miffed when we don't want to, you know, go throw it on the grill or something. Baby possums. I'm pulling my own weight. Why don't you make us some uh, po- <laughs> baby possum stew? Why? Uh, yeah. I'm trying to help out the family. And I will say that baby possums are so much more fun to kill than just regular They're very, possums. They're very succulent. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Baby the younger, the better. You can just uh, well, squeeze the juice right out of it. <laughs> Rick, you mentioned that feral cats aren't a problem. Well, Jeff, my brother lives in in, the, in New York City, and and he is like deathly allergic to cats. And and I can't really even like go into the details of his cat cat capades. But he like went and bought a small animal trap, and like his neighbors like loved the cats and they would like feed the cats and then my and then Jeff is like next door trying to catch and murder the cats without being without them knowing that he's catching it was this this horrible horrible thing but it sounds very horrible yeah. we should probably not tell that story no, yeah either. definitely no I've never like there's only like two people on earth I know, know the story and it's oh, horrible yeah it's terrible um, uh-huh. Rick well, have you, you ever that's the thing I mean he's a dog we can we can right. this story right. it was an accident sure, if you know? it was like you're running with your wife <laughs> and, she... and your wife jumped into the bushes and grabbed a cat and she's like swinging <laughs> Out of it, then uh, uh, maybe this would be exhibit A in your criminal trial. Uh, yeah. Well, hey, so Rick, dog animal instinct here. Yeah, Rick, Rick, be thinking about a story like this, but I know there was one time, is before we had kids, Jen and I were like leaving our neighborhood, and there's rabbits all, all through, over our neighborhood. And, uh, and so we're driving, and this rabbit pulls out in front of us, and and I and I ran over it, and I look up in the rearview mirror, and you know my wife was like, "Oh no, did you get it? Did you get it?" And I look in the rearview mirror and see like this dead cat, uh, rabbit, in the middle of the road, and I was like, "Oh no, 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 it, it, we missed it. It just scampered off from the bushes. I just ran over. It's like a rock or something." Well, then, like I guess later you that have to go home. Well, later that day, I can't remember like why I wasn't with her, but she called me, and she and like she was just like, "You didn't, you didn't miss the rabbit." <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, crap. <laughs> she, she saw it. Dang it. I guess I should have like gone and moved it later, but I didn't do that. Have you ever... Any any roadkill stories, Rick? No, no. It, well, I, none of them are that funny. I mean, I feel like any... Oh, we already talked about animal, this. I feel yeah. like every time an animal loses its life, uh, that's very sad, and I don't uh, champion that <laughs> like you do, Mark. Oh, man. I... Well... I won't tell that one, but uh, well, there is one other. There's one other kind of funny thing. Uh, there's a there's a radio show that Rick and I both listen to, and one of the the announcers is that how you call him? Just uh, hosts. One of the hosts on the show was out like walking, and he saw this dog out in this front yard. Well, he picked it up, and he's this guy's a dog lover, like he's an animal lover, and he picks the dog up, and he takes it home, and he makes signs, and he's like doing everything he can for the dog, and like the people call and give him the address, and. So he's like, it was all this. He's like, well, it's like, wait a second, this is just right around the corner, and he and he's just gonna walk the dog back to this address. Well, as he gets like on the street and starts walking to the house, he realizes that he took the dog from its own front yard. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he kidnapped the dog. They're just like, we we let him out all the time to just go potty in the morning, and he always comes right back. We don't know. He just disappeared. <laughs> and he was just like, oh. Well, uh, here he is. I found him. Here's the dog yeah. back. Uh, re- you can keep the reward money. Yeah. So, all right. Well, uh, we are just about out of time. Bob, really appreciate you coming on. Uh, I'll, uh, I'm going to send you an email as soon as we're done here. 
because uh, you asked me a question like a week ago, and I told you I was going to answer it, and I never did. So I'm going to answer. Go, Mark, I'm you're answer. a real piece of crap. <laughs> hey, no, no, this is my wife's super stoked about this. The baby food uh, suggestion. Yes. Yeah, we got a two month old daughter, yeah. so that'll awesome. be uh, awesome. I appreciate it. Yeah, very cool, and uh, and hopefully, uh, yeah, we will retain you as a listener, and uh, you will listen to many more shows to come. Hey, appreciate it, guys. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Bob. All right, thank you, Bob. You can go to bob.com to find out all the things Bob has. I feel like I want to start going to some of these websites just to see what kind of website it is. (laughs) Hang on, give me four seconds. Bob. (laughs) Oh, geez. Hang on. Please don't be like a militant uh, anti government website. Bob.com. That's uh, the best of business. Gifts for every occasion. There you go. Not so affiliated Bob. with the Bob that we had. On not, not affiliated with yeah. human Bob. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it is now time for the tip of the week, something you can start doing today to become a more healthy human. And uh, this one is, it kind of ties into something we talked about at the beginning of the show about how I used to throw fits about stuff. I don't do it much anymore. Uh, but this one's called uh, Little Things Plus Big Things, and it is from Richard Davidson and Sharon Begley. Sharon Begley from the emotional life of your brain. So I'll read this real quick. She's not, her name sounds really familiar. I guess that's where I'm correctly. Okay, so, quote, my research has consistently demonstrated that recovery from the minor challenges we administer in an experiment is strongly correlated with and predictive of how someone copes with real-life adversity, particularly how quickly they recover. Resilience on the little things is therefore a good indicator of resilience on the bigger ones. If they recover quickly from the little setbacks, they tend to be resilient in the face of big ones. And if they become paralyzed by or obsess over the little things, they tend to be laid low for a long time by the big things too. And I think that is really good. Like if you're if you're somebody that lets, you know, the weed you're not starting, like throw over the fence or into a lake, like whenever like you're faced with, you know, something really serious, like you've got no shot at handling that like like a normal person. Well, it's like we talked about with meditation maybe a couple episodes ago in the, in the tip of the week. Uh, like meditation is your chance to practice yeah. uh, not worrying about the future, not worrying about the past, just worrying about the present. Well, not worrying about little things uh, and not letting them – that's your way of practicing for how you're going to deal with when a major stressor happens. If you're freaking out like you know Mark Rogers style at uh, you know the pl- this plate of spaghetti, then like you're going to freak out <laughs> at – my favorite part reference ever. Uh, you're gonna freak out. Like, how are you gonna fare when like you have a real stressful, you know, uh, situation going on where you really need to to hone in on on some of your survival uh, tactics? You know, like you I'm not talking about survival tactics. Like, you know, certainly like uh, you know, you're, you're you're abandoned in the woods for a week. I'm talking about you know your uh, parasympathetic nor- nervous system, like how it deals with stress. Like, if you're always maxing that out, then uh, it's going to be depleted when it time when it come when the time comes that you really really need it. You know. Yes, and, and another thing that I learned in that uh, the great courses, the intro to mindfulness was like the, like doing the little stuff, either positive or negative, eventually builds up. So if you're like, oh, I'm going to steal this, you know, pin from this place or whatever. Pin, they usually give away pins. That's a bad example. So, yeah, it's not know, a very good. Yeah, you know, like a candy bar from the grocery store. No one's going to notice if you do that. That kind of little stuff that will start to sort of accumulate and add up and, and affect your character whereas the same thing is like if you're doing like little good things like holding the door for someone or saying thank you or being just considerate or letting someone in on the freeway that kind of stuff will eventually impact like the the larger thing that is like your overall character and so i think that's kind of that goes into that same the same uh oh what am i trying to say the, i don't know uh, silo, the same silo as as what we're talking silo, about. Silo, yeah, like huh? the same grouping, the same like thing. The so, same silo. Yeah, it's a it's a term uh, about it's an army term. I need to take a nap. Yes, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, you're witnessing the breakdown, the mental breakdown of Mark <laughs> Rogers before your very ears. It's like, all right, uh, we're we're wrapping it up, and people are looking down and they're like, "Why is there another three hours on this podcast?" And it's just me like <laughs> crying, like you hang up and keep trying to call me back, and I'm just like, "I can't do it." Oh, mercy. I can't breathe. So there it is. So focus on the little stuff. Uh, <laughs> so what is that called? Let's succinctly succinct that one up. Uh, another thing. Oh, I feel like you've uh, been far more succinct than I could ever be. Okay. So like... Uh, silo man. Be, you're the silo man. <laughs> so be, <laughs> Let's just... We don't need to succinctly wrap it up. Okay. We'll hear what we're talking about. Okay. Uh, Do, handle the little things. 
Boom. There it is. That's that's, there you, that's, that's you did it. All right. Um, <laughs> go. That's it. Uh, coming up next time. We or uh, I don't know exactly. We have Michelle Roberts is coming on the show and. Jason Amir Carlton are coming back on. Michael Ruscio. We've got Kate Galliette coming back on. Uh, really, really good guests coming up. If you have an idea or maybe have a connection with a celebrity, we want to have someone, a famous person on. I reached out to Hulk Hogan. We well, tried to reach out to Hulk Hogan, but then, like, the whole, like, oh, yeah. thing blew yeah. up. Yeah. Like, oh, never no, mind. Thank you, Hulk. Yeah. The- He's like, brother, please. please. Yeah. We're like, no. Get out of here now. You're yeah. done. Okay. So, <laughs> we had him, but kind of nuclear I know right now. Aziz Ansari has a has a bit about Facebook and how ridiculous Facebook is so I'm wondering if maybe like you know he might like to talk about that but yeah I'm sure he would yeah I'm sure after listening to this he's a uh, ringing door yeah he's like there's a window yeah. hey, it made Hello. no sense dude. he sounds a lot like Steve Brule as the coast of co- coast of the podcast I feel like we just need to yeah, bring this down wrap the this old up. landing strip alright <laughs> Time to walk it back in. Here we go. Back in the back <laughs> in the board. All right. Share us on social media. Like us on Facebook. Share us if you, you know, so share us on like, retweeting and regramming and uh, and sharing us on Facebook. It helps get the word out to your friends and your friends' friends and your friends' 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 friends. And uh, helps everyone uh, come towards us so we can uh, help them live a more optimal life. There you go. Links, so to, that. links to the Primal Professional Shoes and the Nutrients and Skinny Fat on the website, SimplyLifestyle.com. So uh, I guess that's it. That's going to do it for this edition of the Simply Human Podcast. And remember... I know Rick's favorite uh, vegetable, if we could get eggplant into a powder, I think Rick would... Ah, uh, uh, would... our obligatory uh, <laughs> genital joke on every interview. Well done. <laughs> so until next time, enjoy yourself.